Sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sunday Run podcast. Uh, big one today, and thanks for tuning in. A, a different episode in that we've got Blake Pavey here, the stand-up comedian, a comedian, a TikToker. What's up? And an all-around good guy. It's good to be here. Yep. Fitness podcast. Finally. Finally. <laughs> I'm here. This is what it's all been leading up to. <laughs> you, you actually personify the fitness oh. podcaster. Oh, yeah. If you ever saw me with my shirt off, you'd be like, fuck me. <laughs> God, get him in. I hope we do get to see you with your shirt off. Maybe <laughs> maybe later in the piece. Uh, any sport ever for you, mate? Not heaps. I did like footy in year, like in year 10 and 11, stuff like just uh, like in the like O&M league. Not like O&M. Oh, really? But like that sort of like like around where I grew up, played mm. for Corowa, Rutherglen Kangaroos back in the day. Um, which the club has since folded, which is <laughs> nice. But um, but yeah, no, I wasn't that good. I was usually like centre half bench or water yep. boy or something like that, Me which too. is good. But yeah, didn't play a single second of the grand final that we got in. Yeah. But, but uh, I just thought, oh, I don't really have any athletic bones in my body, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. No, nah, it's hard. That's good being around a footy club though. Growing up in a in a small country town, did you find that was like the best way to kind of connect with everyone? Yeah, it's good fun. I mean, like again, I just did it for a bit of a piss take. But our coaches and stuff, they were the sort of like big, like tough, like mm. coaching under sixteens, but treating it like it's AFL. And I was like, fuck, let's just calm down. Yeah. But no, it was just good to piss around with mates and stuff like that. Um, there's obviously a few that take it more seriously, but again, I was just there for a bit of a muck around. I think. Yeah. I, mean, I, I wasn't making anything of it. Yeah, mate, mate, what could have been though? Imagine if you stuck with it. God. Could be the next Chris Judd. God, Chris Judd, if he had, uh, if he was like 50 kilos lighter with a terminal illness, <laughs> would have been good. You're the Chris Judd of terminal illness. Oh, literally. <laughs> God, it would be more fitting if I had the bald head than him. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, let's continue on. Uh, I want to get into like, like who you are, what you do. Um, obviously, I know a fair bit about you, but for those listening... You're a stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. um, you're like kind of touring at the moment as well, which I think is so cool. Um, and you started on TikTok? I did, yeah. I like just started pissing around when I was about 17, 18, just in high school. And then I think like most people, just like a few videos accidentally blew up and then people just kept asking me to do it. Um, so that was pretty much all of year 12 and the first year out of high school was just making sketch videos and stuff like that. And then after that, I was like, oh, I don't really just want to make TikTok like the one thing I do. I could see a lot of people would just sort of do it for a year or two and then they'd sort of fall off pretty quickly. So I just thought I'd better do something else mm. like in that realm. So stand up was a good uh, substitute for what I was doing. But I've been loving it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, oh, mate, you're flying. It's difficult to get it off the screen and onto like into real life. It's same with like any business as well, starting on TikTok and then getting away from TikTok is so difficult. Yeah, exactly. But I was lucky. I had like good mates like Luke Kidgel and stuff like that who have uh, pretty much given me a shortcut into sort of performing in front of bigger crowds like in the first like couple of years which is really good so I sort of shortcutted like the open mic scene which was uh which was good I was lucky to do that but um but yeah it's been uh it's been really crazy to see how quickly it's gone in like the past two years yeah once when it goes it goes so what was the country town you grew up in uh, I grew up in Corowa oh, okay. um just like near Aubrey Wodonga sort of area just a small town on the river that's mm. not a lot going on there but yeah I think I moved to Melbourne like probably 2021 I think and then just tried to do stand up after that yeah nice how what was the what was it like moving from Corowa to, to Melbourne uh it wasn't hectic I mean like 
when I say I grew up in like country New South Wales, people like a lot of people haven't heard of Corowa, so they think it's like right smack bang in the middle, like in like near like wherever, just like super inland. But like it was on the border, mm. like only three and a bit hours from here, and we have a heap of family up here anyway, so it uh, wasn't that big of a switch up. It just was weird living by yourself for a bit, which was probably the only thing but no i've been loving it it's great yeah so prior to tiktok did you always want to be a stand-up not really i didn't well i guess so i mean i would always watch it on tv and stuff it'd come on the you know the comedy festival gala would come up every year or just for laughs and all that sort of stuff and i would just watch that with dad and mum just sort of like as a kid and i always liked it but i don't think it ever really clicked that it was something that i wanted to do i think if i didn't do tiktok i don't think i would have gotten into stand-up at all like probably not even comedy i don't i wasn't really sure what i was going to do after school until this sort of started happening really yeah, yeah. so uh yeah got lucky in that just, regard. just made it work no that's wild mate now like a big part of kind of your act or also like the name of your comedy show at the moment is literally dying mm. um and like the reason behind that is you're living with cystic fibrosis yes 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 can you but, explain a little bit yeah so uh yeah that's it's the pretty aptly named title i just thought <laughs> hilarious like, yeah but yeah pretty much that's what most of the show is about just like stuff with cystic fibrosis which is obviously for anybody who doesn't know just like a terminal lung uh illness and stuff like that but uh but yeah i've been pretty lucky to still like be able to tour and like pr- live pretty a pretty average life with it despite all the stuff that it does but um but yeah i just sort of didn't want to sort of I, I just wanted to do stand up to just sort of talk about it. I didn't really talk about CF much when I did TikToks primarily so I thought this was a good way to start talking about it a little bit mm. more but like for next year's show I just think I'm gonna drop I wanted to do one CF related show and then next year I think I'm gonna drop it all I just don't think it's good to or like oh, I don't think it's worthwhile going back into it again I don't think yeah yeah, yeah. but watch me also do it because I've I'll run hilarious. out of yes yeah, you <laughs> run out of material exactly yeah <laughs> so is most of the show about that uh, a bit of it like it's got bits and pieces most of it's about um like cf primarily but then there's stuff about like family growing up in Corowa, all that sort of stuff and then just a few little silly bits in between that i didn't want to make like a whole hour of like you know illness and sickness and all that sort of stuff i thought that would get a bit tiresome but i think it all ties into each other pretty well i think the show like more I could probably describe it more as like, because it is my first time. I'm like, okay, this like this is who I am. It's sort of like an introductory mm. show to like who I am and what I'm about and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, it's been good to, to do it over the past couple of months. What's that like planning like a comedy show and I guess the whole process behind it? Is it, is it really you know down to the point or like like do you re- memorize your act down to the point and you throw things in th- as you go or uh yeah like oh now i've sort of reached a level of comfortability on stage i think last year i would sort of i would have it i would have stuff like sort of prepared to the word pretty much and if i ever pivoted or something someone heckled or anything like that i would just get so rattled yeah. and not be able to handle it but now I've just, as i've sort of done just like i had a lot more experience i'm able to i know the show and i know the bits that i have to do but if something goes a bit off track i'm able to sort of like just handle it now and then pick it up where it left off which is good but do, yeah do you do crowd work as well i do i try to yeah because that's just like the the thing that sells tickets i guess on tiktok now and it's always good fun i mean yeah. doing the show like doing the hour every night is fun but there are bits of the show where you're like okay i gotta like trek through this bit this bit's like a bit slow to get through all the bits just like isn't as fun for me to do but like when you do just talk to someone it is just so improvised so like anything can come out yeah Uh, yeah it is a lot of fun (laughs) have you had any moments where they say you've just got nothing 
a lot of the time, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like people, um, like I'll post a stand up clip from wherever I am in like Perth and stuff like that, and a lot of the a lot of the comments will be like, "When are you posting the cl- clips from like?" Bustleton and then I went to go to Bustleton and then I was like what do you do for a living and they're like oh, I work at LD yeah. and I'm like well I can't do anything with that but much. they think every single interaction I have is just going to be like yeah. put on TikTok and get a million views and stuff like that but like most of the time like one out of ten re- interactions I have on stage is dog shit like they suck I'll just post the one that was kind of okay I yeah, think yeah, most yeah. of the time. I mean, it's most of TikTok, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. Or you just post it all and just pray. Yeah, that's well, that's what a lot content. of it is. Like a lot of the clips that I think are dog shit, but I've really got nothing else to post for that week. Those are the ones that go the best, I think. It's really weird. So back to the early days where you with the TikTok stuff, what was the first video that really took off for you? Uh, it was a video of, uh, it was called like Dad Meets Mates at a mm, pub or something like that. that. I just did like a video about, when a dad walks into a pub and sees his like other like middle-aged mates and just did you know the like looking back the video's dog shit yeah but I, it was just at the start of tiktok like 2019 and not a lot of people in australia were doing like the sketches and stuff like that but it was just the usual stuff like oh ball and chain and all that sort of stuff <laughs> but um yeah a lot of people just connected to that i think and like it was obviously a relatable thing so people just kept asking me to yeah. do it i feel and like if you could get on that like the COVID times with tiktok yeah while everyone was just at home just scrolling like, yeah well really that, that's the thing like the COVID videos I, I did like a lot of COVID videos when like when we were right in the middle of the first lockdown and stuff like that and looking back i don't like those videos like i just think they were very generic sort mm. of tiktok but they they're my best performing videos to date like my highest viewed video is a video i absolutely hate but um, yeah, but without COVID, I probably wouldn't be in the position I am today. So it's yeah. again, been really lucky. Yeah. Oh mate, it's so interesting. So like, I mean, you've kind of already touched on it, but so you've, you've got your videos on TikTok and then you're trying to get into standout. Was that just like a slow progression or were you, was it like, nah, this is where I want to be? Uh, yeah, I think I always had a feeling that it was going to be the next step, I think. I, when I moved to Melbourne, I did it to sort of just start going to open mics and start getting on stage and writing stuff. And then obviously we went into lockdown for however long. So I didn't really start regularly gigging until probably November, December, 2021. But it was never, a, I never wanted to really try anything else. I always thought stand up was gonna be the thing. It was just a question of whether I was like good or I enjoyed it once I got up on stage. But yeah, luckily it's, uh, yeah, it's great. I'm lo- loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, you're killing it. So the, the cystic fibrosis stuff, is, were you born with that? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That, yeah. And then has that just been like, a, you know, the theme of your life the whole way through? Do you, do you always remember kind of having issues with it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's never really felt out of place. It's just always been the norm for me. But um, but again, as I said, like I'm only able to tour because, you know, the CF has like a range of like severity like from person to person. So a lot of people are just in hospital their whole life and stuff like that. But on my case i've been pretty uh pretty good and pretty like like being able to play footy and sports yeah. and stuff like that a lot of kids with cf can't just because of like breathing issues and all that sort of stuff that comes with it but yeah i've been really lucky to not have too many major issues mm. so far Did, has it stopped you from doing anything especially like in your younger life uh not heaps i mean just like i i like just as a kid and like playing sport i would just not have the stamina like, but I still could keep up with a lot of stuff. But again, that just goes to like, I've always just done my treatments and kept myself like as healthy as I can be, I think. But um, but yeah, it's never helped. It's never stopped me from doing anything 
like life changing or anything like that, which is really good. Just like little inconveniences, if if uh, like anything, yeah. just like sports again and stuff. Yeah, because like you're you're very passionate about sport, aren't you? Like you love your footy. I like yeah. I'm a massive Collingwood man myself, mm. but yeah, again, I just don't have an athletic bone, so I'm happy to just watch yeah and all that sort of stuff. But uh, but yeah, I love it. Yeah, did you do it, Richmond Dad? Is that uh, yeah yeah yeah? But uh, again, I was I hadn't started stand up. Well, I kind of, I hadn't started making money from stand-up yet. So I was, after I got COVID and just didn't have a job, I was like, fuck, I'll do anything for money. And then, uh, yeah, it just haunted me for about a year. I remember doing the grand final, on grand final day, I started in Richmond at a pub and then did like the walk with everyone to the MCG. And uh, I just walked past the Richmond training ground. I was like, oh, fuck, this is sick, like 100,000 people. And then I just see a big poster of my head on oh, it no. next to the Richmond thing. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, I've done it. I've done it even at like Collingwood Richmond. I went to the game like that year that I did. I went to Collingwood Richmond, and then someone took a photo of like the the ad they played on the big screen at the MCG. And then it, I was just there at the game in my Collingwood jersey <laughs> and stuff. It was fucking insane. That's illegal, mate. You it can't is, be doing that. I did feel like a dog, yeah. like a major dog, but I had to do it. You'd be better off robbing a joint, I reckon. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. it was not good. I did, yeah, I wasn't able to live it down for about a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was insane. So you, I'm glad that that season's done. Yeah, are you, I reckon Collingwood will win it this year. I hope so. Yeah, I've um, I've got a mate who gets like tickets every year, mm. just from like just having like membership since he was born. But he, he's a Brizzy supporter, so I've already like from round six yeah, onwards, nice. I was just like, I will pay you like three grand to get like two tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to like slot myself in early because <laughs> I didn't get a membership or anything this year just because of touring. I could never go to games, so I'm just going to mm. try my best to slot in a ticket. But yeah, it's good. Collingwood, follow me on Instagram, so hopefully I'll yeah. slot myself in yeah. somehow. Good man. All right. Well, have you found like the, the footy culture in Melbourne just like so much better than, than the country town kind of thing? Like, have you like, absolutely taken to it? Oh, it's so good. I mean, that was like also primarily the reason like I wanted to go. Like people were so, I was like thinking about like, I was either going to go to uni up in Wollongong and stuff like that. Or it was like move here and just like do whatever here with TikTok and comedy and stuff. Mm. And I was like, I just want to come here because like just going to the G's, like so good. Like I think the first year I lived here, I just went pretty much every second week if I could, mm. like every Collingwood home game. So it's just been awesome. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, what about the pub life? Pub life's good, mate. The Corner Hotel has treated me very nicely over yeah. the past few years I've been here. But, um, but yeah, that's what I, I'm living like Paran area at the moment, which is a bit like old and mm. like just a lot of old wanker people. Yeah. But I'd, I'd prefer to be in Richmond, just like amongst it all. Really? Good. So yeah. do you reckon Richmond next? Probably, yeah, I think so. I'm trying to – I'll try to get there probably next year when my lease runs out. Mm. So, yeah, hopefully I'll find a joint. But it's yeah. hard finding joints in Richmond, mate. Yeah, I know. I, like, I talk to like – Michael. Mark, yeah, Mark like talking to my mates who – like they just got a house there, but like the struggle to get it for like the past six months was yeah. not worth the hassle, I don't not think. Fuel. Are you living on your own? Uh, I used to. Now I just live with my brother yeah. at the moment. We just have like a two-bedroom mm. apartment. But like I'm on tour like half the year. Mm. So it's always like pretty much his apartment when I'm not there. And he's a professional dancer anyway. So oh, when nice. I'm back, he's usually doing gigs and stuff like that. So it's are <laughs> performers, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> what did your parents do? I, I got no clue yeah. like whatsoever. Like mum was like, like, yeah, it's so weird. Like I get a lot of comments after doing like, especially the characters on TikTok and stuff like that. And a lot of them are like, yeah, I'll play girl characters or like more flamboyant characters. So I get a lot of people 
like who come up or they'll comment, they'll be like, oh, I thought you were gay. <laughs> I'm like, no, I just got like a musical theatre brother, like a mum, yeah. a flamboyant sister and like a dad who was good at footy but he re- but he realised he wasn't going to make AFL but decided to not take that out on his wife and kids with <laughs> anger and violence. What a legend. Yeah. So that's probably why I'm a like best dad ever. Exactly, <laughs> it's insane. So that's why I just like am not like the big. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, fair enough. No, I'm, I'm a bit the same. I, yeah. I always I get that question a fair bit as well in my DMs asking if I'm gay. Yeah, it's usually I from, embrace it though. Whatever. Yeah, I'll take I'll take whatever compliment I can get. I suppose. Yeah. Like I posted a picture for my girlfriend's birthday yesterday, and I had <laughs> I DMs just that. going, "What the fuck?" Hang on a second. Yeah, it's like the first joke in the new show. Like because I've started writing the new show, it's like the first joke where I'm like, I hard launched the relationship on, on Instagram. And then the first, like the top comment on the post, it has like 500 likes. And it just says, I thought he was gay with the nail emoji. <laughs> and like, there's, there's like a heap of replies just going, yeah, same. Fuck, same. It's so weird. Fuck? I'm oh, like, wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thanks guys. Wait, so did you hard launch yesterday? Not yesterday. This oh. was like, uh, like a couple of months ago, but it was her birthday yesterday again. So mm. people obviously missed another the first launch. one. And then another couple of people were like, oh shit. What do you, what do you reckon the process is with that? With like launching a girlfriend? Um, How'd you do it? I just did it. I, I just sort of, I, I asked permission first. I was like, are we, are we going to, I like held up the post. I was like, are we going to do it? And she was like, okay, I guess so. And then, Here um, we go. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think I just posted it. And then, um, she just posted one of me, I think. And then, but it was like, we did pretty quickly. Like we were like, we've not been together ages. It's sort of like still a new sort of relationship, but we've moved on pretty quickly. I think things have progressed pretty pretty smoothly i think i feel like the really good like sign of a progression of a relationship is is the launch yes Especially, i mean you got heaps of followers as well so that like yeah brings an audience to it oh exactly yeah literally i was talking to her about it yesterday and i posted when i post a you know obviously you get like an average amount of likes per photo mm. so i posted like a couple of weeks ago when i was in perth it was like my biggest show ever me on like a billboard and stuff like that. So I took a photo. I was like, this is like the best thing I've ever posted on my Instagram. <laughs> like 6,000 likes. That's yeah. fine. No worries. And that's like within like three or four weeks of since posting that. Yeah. But I post my girlfriend's like birthday thing yesterday with all these like photos of us and stuff like that. Got like 12,000 <laughs> likes in like six hours. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I can't pull it in on my own. It's yeah. not good. Oh, that's good. She's good for the brand then. Exactly. Yeah. How have you found I'm um, like dating with CF? Uh, it's fine. I mean, like growing up, you just like, cause that's the only thing you can't, uh, like interact with other people with CF just cause you're so susceptible to germs and all that sort of stuff. But it really doesn't affect too much of my life again, cause I've been pretty lucky with it, but I can assume for other people, if they're in hospital, like a lot of their life, it's going to mm. be a lot harder, but I've been able to, you know, just pretty much do what pretty much everyone else does yeah. so yeah i'm pretty happy at the moment which is good but yeah it hasn't really affected it so far at all did you did you find like were you more concerned when, when covid was coming through a little bit yeah especially like back in the country everybody i think like growing up when you first hear about covid in the country and then it like sort of seeps into like the smaller areas people are like oh my god like when we got our first two cases it was like yeah. Bedlam in Corowa, but um, but yeah, and then when I got it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. It was still pretty rough, but mm. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna die. But like all of all, all I've been told for like the two years before that was like, if you get it, you're dying. Mm. And I was like, okay, but I just played Fortnite for like four days. It was oh, sick. elite! I actually had a good time. I actually didn't mind the COVID. Yeah, it was pretty good. I I 
it was yeah i got it right after new year's though so yeah, i was already on like a recovery from like the hangover so i was mm. like i just need four days anyway it's handy. so it was yeah. good yeah it I makes got, the hangover a little bit more painful though it does yeah i had like people but people just had the worst like the weirdest symptoms i had like a really sore back and really mm. sore ears for like four days. It was really, really weird. Brutal, mate. Yeah, not good. <laughs> not good. How have you found that with traveling as well? I mean, just like obviously you're going around the country with your show and all that. You're clearly more susceptible to germs and stuff. Do you take more precautions to make sure you're not getting sick? Uh, yeah, well, it's just, there's not a heap you can do really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just a lot of just making sure you're just keeping up with medication and all that sort of stuff. But I, I think the worst thing about travel is just over time, it just takes it out of you, like fatigue wise. Like it's really, really, like I didn't expect it to be as bad as it was, but I'll get home from a leg of the tour which wasn't like massively like, you know, I, we weren't away for like weeks on end, but like I'll do like a week or two in Perth. And then I got back, I was done for like five, I just had to sleep for like three or four days. Yeah. It was insane. But um, but yeah, the travel's like probably, I, I like it's not as bad as people think. Like people are like, oh, you're a touring comedian, you must be on the road every day. But we do get breaks and stuff like that. I was like, I met, um, I met, like, I met Dyson Daniels from the Pelicans like just at an event like a month or two ago and we we were just like sitting at a table together and I was like, oh man, the NBA, like the travel must take it out of you. And then he was like, yeah, man, but you know, you would get that as well with the with the touring. I was like, yeah, man, that trip yeah. from Melbourne to Shepparton was pretty rough. <laughs> it's really brutal. Yeah, it's nothing compared to what he did. What yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. was like, he was like, oh yeah, like three weeks ago I did like LA to New York to New Orleans and then to Chicago and stuff like that. I was like, fuck and me. Playing in between, yeah, yeah, I get tired from literally like Melbourne to Wagga. <laughs> It's not it's actually good. hard. Are you, are you in the chopper yet? Getting the chopper to from Melbourne? God, Shepherd? I wish. But <laughs> yeah. no, my I think we've been running with. Uh, we did like a. We have like a touring van. We oh. just like whenever we get to Perth or something, we rent like a Hertz bus. Mm. So it doesn't look pretty. It doesn't look special whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's been your favourite area so far? Uh, I love Perth. How Perth. good's Perth? I was born there. Yeah, Perth. The uh, I wish it, if it wasn't so isolated, I'd live there instantly. Like if I could, I would swap uh, Sydney and Perth like yeah. geographically. Um, but yeah, I love it. Perth's also Very the cool. best to perform to because they don't get comedy as much as we do in Melbourne and Sydney and mm. like even Brisbane to an extent. So they're always just way more keen for it. And uh, but like even regional places like Terrelgan was really good, yeah. which I didn't expect. And then a lot of regional places are like will either be the best or the worst show you'll ever have. Mm. Like Wagga was dog shit because they just talked for the whole show just because they thought that's what it was. But then again, <laughs> what, like at you, at me, yeah, oh. just like yelling shit out, like just like yelling racist stuff out. It was really bad. Like <laughs> someone had my merch on, and then they. This dude had my merch on because he wore a singlet into the RSL, so wasn't allowed in. So he just bought a <laughs> merch shirt, and then he insulted me on stage. He was like, "Nobody fuck." He had like a he something about him. I like roasted him about something. He was like, "Nobody fucking likes you anyway." I was like, "Dude, you're wearing a shirt with three of my faces <laughs> on it," and I was, and then he was like, He's "Trying to explain himself." Yeah, and then he like had an issue with the prize. I was like, "Man." I've just robbed you. You're paying $40 for something that was made in China. And then a dude at the back was just like, they'll fucking take over one day. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was on stage for about 55 minutes and I think I'd gotten through about three bits of material. Really? Yeah, it wasn't good. So I just said to Tyler, like the dude who works on my career, I was like, how long have I been on stage for? And he just goes, too long. So I just go, I've been Blake Pavey. 
I'm like, baby. And then I just walk off stage. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, they, they would have hated that. That would have been the worst show they've ever seen. But then they came to the meet and greet. They were like, no, it was fucking good, Blakey. It was, it, weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, regional people are weird, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, other right. than that, like, it's just like the places that, yeah, don't get comedy a lot. They're a lot more keen for it, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Have you had any real bad bombs? And how do you go about kind of... Shepparton was the worst two shows I've ever done in my life. But it, I think it is also, um, uh, again, that Tyler dude I was talking about, he works on the crew and, like, we have a podcast together and all that sort of stuff. So we just always are just doing bits to each other. We do this, like, really weird venue in Shepparton. It's like we have 70 people in there, but we get to the venue, it could have fit, like, 150. Mm. So if we fit the 150, it would have been awesome. But you know when you walk into a venue and it's just yeah. a weird vibe... And it wasn't their fault, really, that they weren't laughing. It was pretty much silence for an hour. Oh. So at one point, I think I just sat on the ground and just started, like, doing this impression of, like, a year three teacher. I was like, okay, guys, response time. And then I did the, like, the clapping and then <laughs> get them to clap back. It was actually a lot of fun, like, that specific bomb. Because yeah. I knew it wasn't my fault or anyone's fault. It was just, like, a weird atmosphere. But what did make it really bad was that Tyler had to back announce me and just, like, introduce me onto stage. So the first thing he says is, like, Shepard and how are we, Make some noise. Uh, would you please welcome to a sh to the stage Australia's finest comedian, Blake Pavey. And I walk on stage and 70 people in Shepparton just were like, who the fuck's this guy? It wasn't good. Just leaves rolling. No, it was shocking. Is that the one where you brought your mum out? No, that was Aubrey. Aubrey yeah, that yeah. was like the, the hometown show just because Aubrey's about 40 minutes from Corowa. So, uh, yeah, mum was shitting bricks mm. for that whole day. But she did well. She had like two minutes of material written down but improved about 10. Really? It was insane. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I remember because I was watching her from side stage and I just see her just going, oh, yeah, obviously we all know Blake, he's got CF. And then she like mimed wanking. <laughs> And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then it just like destroyed. It was like 300 people just like losing their minds. And she honestly like, I, it was, she was actually genuinely hard to follow. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody's like, everybody was like, oh yeah, the mum's going to open. This is going to be really cute and like wholesome. But then she got on stage and was actually like, had good jokes. It That's was great. Gross. Yeah, I didn't help her. At, like, I wrote one joke for her set. That was it. But then she's like, no, nah, I want to write the rest. Yeah. And she did well. Do you reckon she's going to keep going now? <laughs> I don't know. I want to do, do it. Do it like every year when I come back to Aubrey, just because mm. it is hard to get openers in regional towns. Like you don't like yeah, people in Melbourne do don't want to like don't want to drive like three and a half hours to do a ten minute spot. So mm. I might just get Mum to do Aubrey and Wagga like every year that I go back. Yeah, that's smart, mate. I yeah. want to go to that one. I want to yeah, watch that for sure. How have you found like like connecting with other comedians? Have you found obviously it's like helped your career a whole yeah. lot. Um, but has it has it been instrumental to it? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like obviously, like when you sort of get into it, you have like a pretty like close group of mates that you sort of like latch onto like I've got Luke and all those sorts of boys and then a few in like the like the Melbourne scene that I've sort of like especially people that started at the same sort of time you always talk to those blokes every now and again and then just a few others that have had like you know good bits of advice if they've been mm -hmm. doing it for ages but uh but other than that like I really don't because the shows are so independently ran and we don't do it through like the comedy festival or anything like that like I don't really talk to comedians that much uh, which is like a bit shit sometimes, but also like some comedians I have talked to, uh, comedians are probably the worst people to be friends with yeah. as well because they'll just they always try to like outbit each other. Mm. It sucks. Like being in a group of like ten comedians oh. in a room is the worst. Mm. It sucks ass. Like I remember talking to 
to a comedian like three months ago and he was like, I don't even like hanging out with normal people anymore. I just like hanging around with comics. Oh I was like, dude, God. you're doing two people in a basement in like Fitzroy. Yeah, I'm like, just relax. Fuck relax, up. mate. Yeah, exactly. But, Dave yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just hate, yeah, hate when – that's the worst thing about comedy. People will do like an open mic – four times, watch Dave Chappelle on Joe Rogan and then do that sort of stuff in like the really bad open mic rooms and then think like because they're sitting on a stool with a corded mic, they think they're Dave Chappelle. <laughs> and a vape. Yeah, and then their joke is just something about like sexual assault. Yeah. And it's not funny at <laughs> it's all. Crickets. It's really, really weird. Oh, that gives you, that's nightmare feel. Do you have any like comedians you specifically look up to? Um, like a, I, I like a lot of American comedians, like probably my favorite comedian is a dude called Mark Maron, um, who's just really, really funny. Just like bleak, like mm. bleak, like always sort of like angry and just sort of pessimistic sort of humor. Um, and he's special like this year, he did his, pretty much his whole show was about like his girlfriend that passed away like two years ago and he did like a whole hour about that. So that sort of stuff, which like obviously connects to like the, you know, the dying stuff in my show. Mm. I just thought that was a really good special to sort of watch and learn from. But he's probably like the main person I'd probably look up to. And then just like other American comedians like Daniel Sloss and all those types of dudes um, that sort of run around just like, especially Daniel Sloss because he's like closer to my age and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, just like a lot of the older American comedians, I mm. think, yeah. It's, it's a hot thing to be in at the moment, comedy, I reckon. Yeah. Like never great. a better time. Yeah, I'll, I'm loving it. It's so good. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's just good fun than anything. But again, um, yeah, people, are, I just hate the people that like, the people who come to shows who also like have that same mindset of just like, I had these two dudes in Perth who came to the meet and greet, they were like, they didn't like the show. And they were like, oh, mate, that was shit. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I was waiting for you to do a racist joke. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And then he just like, you know, when people like say something, but they don't know how to make a joke, so they'll just say a statement thinking it's a joke. He was like, oh, you're going to make a racist joke. I was like, oh, don't do that, man. Yeah. And then he's like, isn't it Sir Douglas Nichols round this week? Oh, and then he went, hey, hey, and walked off. I was like, what's the joke? Yeah. It was insane. Brutal. Yeah. Excruciating. Yeah, and if you start doing that, then uh, there, all, there it all goes. Like, yeah, exactly. The career's done. And oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to be careful, but like, nah. Keep it squeaky clean, yeah, exactly mate. right. Yeah. <laughs> my recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But you've, you've started a new podcast with yes. your friends. Yes. Must be fun doing a podcast with some mates. Can't it, imagine it. It is good, yeah. <laughs> God, clip that. Put that online. Um, <laughs> but, clip. yeah, no, it's good. Uh, yeah, we uh, yeah, I've started a podcast. It's called BLT yeah. uh, with my good friends uh, Luke Kidgel and Tyler Cahill. Yeah, um, Blake, has, Luke, Tyler. Yes, yeah. it has absolutely nothing to do with the sandwich. But, um, mm. but, yeah, no, it's good fun. So we've just started. We're a couple of episodes in. Uh, if you want to get onto it, there's about seven episodes you can binge now if you want. But uh, but yeah, no, it's just it's good fun. Mm. Yeah, do you, do you find like with with podcasting, is it similar to kind of comedy? Uh, it's obviously, the style of podcasting you're doing, but you're not coming in there with a set time or something. But you're are you trying to kind of pump out as many jokes as possible, or it's just a really organic process? Uh, I guess so. We just co- sort of we'll have like a very you know, a very, very basic idea of like stuff we might want to talk about and then we'll just kind of go off on tangents and then like compress them down in the edit if we've gone on way too long. But yeah, most of it's just pretty organic. We never really try to sort of like, we're never like consciously trying to make jokes. Stuff will just come out naturally just because we're, again, like it started, we're just really good mates. So Mm -hmm. it just does feel like just sitting on a couch and just like just bantering with them. But um, but no, it's been good to just sort of like to start it as well. I was a bit adamant, like I was a bit hesitant to sort of like be just like, I was like, oh, 
like I'm another white guy with a podcast. We're not really filling any gaps yeah. here. And then, and then just like we were just like, oh, yeah, we'll just get mics and we'll like sit on the couch and we'll record the pod. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. So I hate telling people that I have a podcast. Yeah. But then like because I was like to my girlfriend, I was like, I don't like I don't want to be like I don't I hate going up to people and being going, oh, I have a podcast. Yeah. But she was Listen. like, fair, yeah, but like I think you're justified to have a podcast. Yeah, you're allowed and to I was have a like, podcast. Okay. It's so, fair enough. Yeah, but it is good fun. It, yeah. it is good fun to just sort of sit and Have chat. you had a couple of beers and done it before? No, we were going to do that in Perth, just get mm. blind and it's then do an episode. Fun. I feel yeah. like those are really good in theory, but maybe in practice not as good. But I think we're going to still do it. As long as you have good editing. Exactly. You need yeah, it, yeah, even sober, that's – we have – like I think every episode something I've said has been cut. Yeah. Like at some degree. Like I had I did a Nazi joke in yesterday's episode. I don't mm. know how it wasn't cut. Mm. Oh, made it through. Yeah. Have you it. been cancelled yet? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, good. I, yeah. I think the joke was fine. I just said something about uh, – that. listen to the episode. Yeah, you'll, yeah. You'll, you'll hear it in there. Yeah. But yeah, stuff like that that I have – I get stuff cut every episode, I think. Yeah, fair enough. You've had a pretty – you know, long uh, social career, you know, it's, it's been going since 2019 or so. Yeah, pretty much. Have you had any scandals? Not yet, no. That's I cool. don't think so. I mean, mate, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've done anything. I, I, not that I know of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've you know, I've, I've got an event at, at two wrongs in a couple of days, so I might just sort <laughs> of, you know, I might just sit at a booth and get chatting to someone. Who knows? And then Tyler, Tyler might film me from, like, a ledge or That'd something. That'd be good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> It'll be good. <laughs> That'd be good, mate. I'd recommend staying away. It's okay, great. <laughs> Things oh, are going good. really well for you so far. Oh, thank you so, so much. <laughs> keep up it. Oh. No, that's good. So you're going to Tassie soon. I think when this is out, you'll be in Tassie. Is it on the weekend? Uh, no, I'm in Tassie. Uh, we got a bit of a wait till Tassie, actually. Oh, right. Tassie will be July 14th and 15th. Oh, I'll man. be over there. And then uh, after that, on August 11th, I've got one last Melbourne show and then that's my tour done and dusted. And mm. then I've got to start from scratch again which will be fun but yeah what's that like i mean just even trying to think of new material is do you have a specific thing you do you go and eat some mushrooms and sit in the hills or is it not you know just walk around not really stuff just kind of will pop up just like a lot of this a lot of the time i when i get a new bit i'm like oh, fuck, i wish i thought of this like three years ago mm. or like uh, some of the stuff i'm thinking of now i'm like oh that would have really worked for this show that i've done but yeah it really just comes sort of out of nowhere. So I've got a few bits that I think I'll, I've, I've got in the show already, which has been a good basis for. I've got like 10 minutes, mm. but it is just finding the extra 50 minutes that is going to be a bit tough, I think. Yeah. Um, especially because like the first year I've had like, you know, I had like a year and a half, two years to work on all of the material and now I've got about six months to mm. write a new hour. So it'll be like a challenge, but I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, mate, that's so exciting. What have you found like, like off the stage has really helped your comedy? I know for me in, in, in life and, and in what I do, like podcasting has helped a lot, just, you know, the art of conversation, not panicking where there's silence and stuff. Has there been anything in particular for you that's really helped you on stage or, or off stage as well? Um, I think the thing that's like, like, as I've got more comfortable on stage, I think it has helped like, like in social settings, like back at home and stuff like that. Like uh, I'm not, you know, a massive, like I'm not a massive talker unless I'm with like really close mates and stuff like that. But mm. if I'm with new people now that I'm meeting for the first time, I'm just a bit more out there, I think. And it, I think that comes from, you know, just like the, the crowd work and stuff like that. I'm a lot more like open to just like bantering, like throwing out jokes that I'm not sure will work mm. or anything like that. And yeah, that's probably been the, the biggest thing, but yeah. What about like fan encounters? You'd be getting recognized a fair bit. Is it, have you gotten better at that? 
Yeah, I like. I think over time I've gotten worse with it. Nice. Think, yeah, but like not <laughs> not the way you want to go. No, but like <laughs> not in a oh no, I can't handle this sort of way. I think I'm just. I think like the first couple of years I was like, oh, this is really cool. And like this is so insane. But now you like I've gotten used to you know being on a night out and like a couple of. It's not like anything crazy. Yeah, but it's like, especially when people are pissed. Hey. Yeah, like that's when people <laughs> always have the confidence. They'll like come up. Yeah, and you have your stuff like when they come up and you're like they're like oh tell us a joke mm. like yeah just have your little lines that you can run through yeah, yeah. and just like your automated responses pretty <laughs> much but yeah i just get i'm just a lot more i guess not even worse with it now i think i'm just a lot more like firm with like if people are being dickheads and stuff like that i'm like more adamant to just be like hey man yeah, fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Leave me but, alone. But yeah, probably that's been the biggest thing with encounters. I think. Yeah. I always find it's always like on a night out and stuff. I mean, I wouldn't get it as much as you, but it's like on a night out and stuff. And it's like if they're pissed or whatever. Yeah. It's like they don't actually give a shit who you are. It's yeah, just because they've had a couple of pissed. Yeah. The biggest thing is uh, like mostly after shows, like in Perth, I did my, like, it was like the last show I did. I did like four shows there. One of them was like an 800 seat theatre. Oh, wow. And stuff like that. And then I would have people coming up to me at like a club or a pub or something like that. They'll be like, can't, I'm your biggest fan. What are you doing in Perth? <laughs> and I'm just like, man, contradictory statement. <laughs> yeah, and not. then just like when I post a TikTok and stuff like that, I'll post a clip from the Perth show and then 50 comments will be, when are you coming to Perth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, just stuff like that. Oh, that'd be infuriating. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> I was just there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's brilliant, mate. I, I love what you're doing. You're oh, absolutely killing you. it. I, I find comedy... I mean, like Kaylin, obviously a, a producer here, he's right in the comedy scene. Yes. As Ferg Neal said, a cockroach on the comedy scene. Yes. Um, but yeah, I fucking appreciate what you're doing and Mate. it's been fun to watch. Mate, thank you. Black Cavey, everyone, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Beautiful. Cheers.